to a very special episode. What kind of episode is it? Don't worry about it. Today we're going to be playtesting a brand new game that we've been working very hard on and we're delighted to show you. It's called I Came Here to Win. It is a reality TV sim and we are here to bring the drama. I'm your host, King Cat, And as always, I am joined by Kathleen. That's me. Kirsten is here. I am. Nick is over there. I'm over here. We are joined by a very special guest, one of our new friends from the Be Gay Roll Dice Network. We have Landon here from Shadows of St. Fleur. Sup? Hi, Landon. Hello. And I'd like to ask everybody, are you ready to compete? Oh, I am so ready. (laughs) I've been up for like an hour, so yes. Competition is in my blood. (laughs) Everything's a competition. I'm just here to make drama. There we go. Well, good. (laughs) Good. I'm glad to hear that. I just have regular blood in my blood. I'm kind of boring like that. Well, you know, it does take all types. Yep. So, Kat, what the fuck is I Came Here to Win? I Came Here to Win is a show that we devised while watching our favorite show, Knife or Death, in which we tell the story of a season of high-stakes, high-drama reality TV. And it's meant to be just about any kind of reality TV you can imagine, although Top Chef and Project Runway were kind of a big influence on how the game is structured. It's played both with dice and with cards. Everybody brings a couple characters to the table, and characters get eliminated as they fail roles. So the first thing I'd like to talk to everybody about is, what kind of competition do we want to do? I want to do a weird sport, like pool or bowling or something like that. Oh. Mm. Landon, you're our guest. You got any ideas? You're not allowed to bring a guest on and expect them to, like, come with things, right? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Competitive eating. Competitive Mm. eating. Competitive eating while shooting pool. Horrible. (laughs) Love it. Are we imagining sort of like a biathlon event where you have to play a round of snooker and then eat a thousand hot dogs or something? I like that it's snooker specifically. (laughs) I I like this because we're getting into those old ESPN commercials about weird sports. Like they had the one about like Russian chess slapping. Okay. I had never heard of that before. It, it was a very weird series of commercials in the a long time ago in the before time. Okay, but we got to have like a big brother element where like we all live in a house and people get eliminated from the house. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Maybe it is like the, a challenge where it's like we all live in a house and then there's like micro challenges like... um the time where we have to go play pool and the time where we have to do a competitive eating and the time where we have to do some kind of other challenges, like mini challenges, but also the drama of having the housemates. If I may offer a synthesis, it's like Big Brother, but the house is full of just weird sports athletes. <gasps> oh. So then what is, is, is the weird sports part of the, are were they competing in a single thing or is it more like, much more like a Big Brother kind of thing? 
I think it's a big brother kind of thing, but they do challenges that are weird sports. Okay. Are we keeping with the competitive eating part of it? You can have a competitive eater as one of your characters. Okay. What's the show called? Um, Jock House. Jock House. Uh, Jock House. I was also thinking maybe we are the champions. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That is a pretty good one. Solid. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. I hate it. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So we're going to be watching a season of We Are the Champions, a Big Brother-style show for weird athletes. Next thing everybody does is builds a couple characters. Every character has three stats. Expertise, which they do to do things normally in the expected way. Innovation, which they use to redefine how things are done. And personality, which they use to appeal to the viewers at home. Or not appeal to them and appeal to the producers if you want to get messy. Each of these stats is given either your D10, your D6, or your D8. And that's how you build a character. Then you come up with a couple things about them. Um, You know, the kind of stuff you see on audition reels. I think I actually have a couple of pretty good ideas already. All right. We're each making two, right? Two gives us a season of ten competitors. Nice round number ten. Okay. I am I am ready. I think I am good. Okay, yeah, I've got mine. All right. Nick, are you on one or two? I am done. All right. Which means I believe we're ready to start our season. Mm Mm-hmm. Then, I would like to introduce to you... Hi, everybody. My name is Jen Airbird. I am 21 years old, and I am a drone biathlon pilot. (laughs) Yes! I pilot in drone relays. I have been driving drones since I was four years old. I wanted pet birds, but my parents gave me drones instead, and I've never once looked back. All of Jen's audition reel is just, like, her making drones get her things. Nice. There's one where she does, like, a cool pose, and then a drone flies in and puts a hat on her head. (gasps) I like it. I like it a lot. That's going to be my starting character. Who's next? My name is Billy Callahan from Gainesboro, Alabama. I've been a competitive shrimper now and fish and chips chef for at least seven years. I may not be the best at the competitive shrimping thing, but my fish and chips are the most innovative in the Tri-County area. And most of Billy's reel is almost nothing to do with his competitive shrimping and just showing off his restaurant. You get the feeling that (laughs) Billy is here to promote himself in his restaurant. And you wonder how he got on the show. (laughs) I love it. Nice. Well, howdy there. I'm Charlie Babyface Windsor, and this is my ranch, and this is where I practice my competitive sharpshooting. Nice there. As you can see, I've been practicing for a long time. Points to a wall with some medals. (laughs) And I hope you all like to root for me as I compete. Bye! Screen goes to black as pretends to shoot the camera. Or just actually shoots the camera. 
Yeah, I guess. One, one of the oh, two. I would love that. <laughs> I like it. Hi, everyone. I am Mary Beth Graham. I'm from Evansville, Indiana, and I can crochet faster than anybody else in the entire Midwest. I have 14 grandchildren, and I have made baby blankets and clothes for all of them. And the rest of Mary Beth's reel is just her showing off pictures of her grandchildren. Good. Beautiful. Beautiful. That, that's so sweet. <laughs> I love that. Hey, what up, ladies? This is your girl, Ball Kelly. I'm 19. I'm a freshman at UC Santa Cruz, and I am here on a scholarship for Ultimate Slackline. That is the combination of slacklining and Ultimate Frisbee. And then the real cuts to her doing, like, a flip as she jumps off the slackline and throwing a Frisbee somewhere. <laughs> Very good. Nice. Okay. So, next thing that happens is everybody takes turns building the episode. I've got four decks in front of me, one with each of the suits. I've got a deck of hearts, clubs, diamonds, spades. Hearts represent drama. Clubs are innovation. Diamonds are personality. And spades are experience. Whoever is in the producer role at any given time is going to decide which decks we draw from. It can be one or it can be all four. Then we put together an episode based on what we find there. So I'd like to ask our special guest, Landon, where would you like me to draw from? You know, first episode, I feel like we got to go for some drama, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Come out of the gate strong. Absolutely. You got to have that hook to get people in. This is a good hook. What I've drawn is rivalry. It has no effect except two characters hate each other and they have to tell the camera about it. Mm. Kathleen, what was your character's name again? Ball Kelly. Because I feel like Jen and Ball are like about the same age because Jen is 21. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a good rivalry there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Look, anybody can throw things. Anybody can just throw a thing and then it's in the air. I can throw stuff right now. And Jen reaches, grabs a pillow, hucks it across the room. (laughs) Look, it's airborne. Uh, Throws another pillow. Look, I'm doing sport. Uh. (laughs) Look, so I walk into the house like, okay, yeah, yeah, fam, it's time to go to the jock house, like, awesome. And I see this person, and, like, she's using a robot to tie her shoes? Who the fuck does that? Like, like you've got hands, I think. Looks off to the camera. She's got hands, right? <laughs> you've got hands. So... Now my question for this episode's producer, Landon, is what's the challenge? Okay, so the challenge is catching things. Because, you know, anybody can throw something, right? But can anybody catch something? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I like that a lot. (laughs) That's very good. So now what everyone does is they choose one of their characters three dice. 
and they roll that based on their character's approach to the problem. For example, Jen is just going to get a drone to catch it. Thank you. She's going to snatch it out of the air like an eagle, snatching a smaller, unfortunate bird. <laughs> She's going to roll innovation. And that is a two. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not a good roll. Charlie uh, hears about the competition. Well, I, I mean, I can send things to a target, but being the target and t- catching things? Well, I'll see about that. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Tips his hat. Gonna roll innovation, because still hand-eye coordination, but a different type. Yeah. Ooh, a two as well. Okay, well, good, <laughs> cool. So Mary Beth. Cuts to Ball Kelly talking with one of the producers, and it seems to be an argument about whether or not she gets to stand on the slack line when she's doing the challenge. And ultimately... She, in fact, does have to stand on the ground. And you can tell that it's a little bit weird for her. That, like, oh, it's not sagging when I walk? Huh. And she does successfully catch a thing. She rolled a seven with XP. Cut to Mary Beth talking about how she's caught so many of her grandchildren in crochet. So she's going to crochet a net to catch all the things. (laughs) Got a four, so not terrible. Ooh, <laughs> oh, I love good. it. Yes. <laughs> Did better than two of us. <laughs> Her crochet's a little loose. A couple of things fall through. <laughs> hey, crocheted in like, what, 10 minutes or something? <laughs> That's a good crochet. That's power. She is a speed crocheter. <laughs> okay. Nick, don't roll a one. Uh, Billy is out there, and he catches it in a shrimp cage, and then it just cuts to him going, well, they didn't tell us we couldn't use the cage, and he rolled a four. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Innovation. Which means, I believe Kirsten and I need to roll off. Mm Mm-hmm. Looks like it's down to two of us leaving the house. I hope I can redeem myself from the last effort. Here we go. Is it the same rolls? Yeah, just re-roll the same dice. A two again. Oh, my gosh. That's fine. That's fine, Kirsten. Because I got a one. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. no. So the drone grabs the thing out of the air and just the weight is too much for it. And as it's trying to bring it back to Jen, it just and just plummets. It plummets like a foot away from Jen and she tries to catch it but misses. Well. I guess it wasn't my time. That's all right, though. I'm still on the top of the, what did I write down here? Drone biathlon game? I don't need this place. Charlie gives her a hug and, you're going to do great things. I'm sorry to see you go. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's our first eliminated competitor. And my new character is... Hi, my name is Edgar Way. I am 33 years old. I am from Juneau, Alaska, and I am a competitive strongman. My favorite event is the one where you throw the kettlebells and they go real high up. The audition reel is mostly Edgar in his backyard, hucking kettlebells over his shoulder. Well, whoever's holding the camera gets extremely anxious. (laughs) 
They're gonna go into the neighbor's yard. Oh no. Can it be interspersed a couple of times with that thing that like some bodybuilders do where they hit a big, big tire real hard with a big, big mallet? Oh yes, 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 yes. Cause that's Love my favorite. That. It's very good. Well, yeah, you gotta work your back out some way. Okay. I think I'm going to produce this episode, by which I mean, we're not sitting physically around a table, so that's the order. Definitely I'm drawing a heart, and Edgar's drawing a spade. Spaghetti. Okay, the heart I've drawn is the Nine of Hearts, which is a celebrity guest judge. So together, we need to decide who's famous enough and hard up enough for camera time to judge the show. Kirsten, don't say it. I'll be good. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> is our celebrity guest judge. All right. I love that. And let's see. I was going to say Mark Summers, but I think that's just being mean. That is being mean. That's cyberbullying. That is cyber. I'm sorry, Mark. You're, you're a good guy. Ah, spaghetti. So I drew the 10 of spades, which means this is... Whatever the task is for this episode, it's really, really easy. So it's making me draw a club and a diamond. The two I didn't want to draw. Here we go. Our diamond is... Shout out to the fans. Bump your personality up a die type. Ooh. Me. So Edgar now has a D10 personality. Hey, I'd just like to, I'd just like to say hi to, to my mom back home. And to to my cousin Gary, uh, sorry about the accident, but uh, you're the best cameraman I ever had. <laughs> okay, so the clubs I've drawn is Bizarre Materials. This is the episode where we have to do something with weird equipment, which means everyone has to roll their innovation, which is not great because that's the only stat that Edgar is bad at. So I think the challenge this episode is really easy, but there's bizarre materials. So they're drones. Uh, oh, it's all draw. Oh, poor Jen Airbird. <laughs> Jen got eliminated before the drone episode. Oh, no. But everybody's got to pilot a drone, pick up a small light object and put it in a basket. Like it's extremely easy. <laughs> 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 and Edgar steps up and he has enormous meat hands and he picks up this tiny controller in his huge ham fists and it takes him a couple tries and his little tongue is sticking out the side of his mouth but eventually he does it and he shouts high score <laughs> and I rolled a three Billy is going to he picks it up and just goes well, it can't be that hard. I used to chase my dogs around all the time with a remote control car. This is basically that, but in another dimension. Should be easy. And he rolls an eight. So apparently, Ooh. Billy was kind of a terror with the remote control car. And he does it in no time flat. He gives the, the great big fist pump and just goes, yeah, that's how you do it. Nice. Nice. So Charlie steps up and looks at the remote. Will... I wasn't really great with remotes. I have a TV that I've actually never really used because I can't get the remote to work anymore. But here we go. And picks up the remote and attempts to get the drone going. It, it does the task very, just very barely. 
rolled a four. How dare you? So quick rules question. So everyone has to use innovation? Yes, this episode, everyone has to use innovation. Okay. Uh, so Mary Beth steps up to the remote. She doesn't know the first thing about drones. She's a grandma, but she's going to give it her best. It's just like using a crochet hook, right? It's just there's two of them. <laughs> oh, but she rolled a two. She did not do Oh, no. <laughs> it's just the remote falls apart in her hands somehow. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence gives this heartbreakingly sympathetic look. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ball. Steps up looking extraordinarily smug because <laughs> I can catch things. Oh, fam, I can use a robot. I can fucking use a robot, man. And she's co-confident that she sets up her slack line and starts standing on it and does successfully pick up the ball. But as she is dropping it, she also does fall off the slack line. Like, there's just a little bit of a weird concentration. And the drone just hovers there doing what a drone does. And she swears and, like, almost walks off the step before remembering to drop the ball. And she rolled a two. <laughs> oh. Ooh. It's a three-way three way tie. Nope. Edgar got a three. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So we need to roll off between ball and Mary Beth. The remote falls apart in Mary Beth's Oh, no. <laughs> I got another two. Oh, technology just does not like this poor grandma. No, it's just not this, this poor grandma. Well, Ball goes and puts on her snapback backward and, oh. like, really is in the zone, teeth gritting. And, yeah, she does it fine. She rolled a five. Oh, that means we have to say goodbye to Mary Beth this episode. Mary Beth tears up a little bit, but she gives the ball a hug. And, oh, you're going to do such great things, honey. Oh. <laughs> and, like, ball is just completely disarmed. It's like, this is not how anyone wants to go out, man. Oh. oh. So sweet. <laughs> So sorry to see you go, Mary Beth, but uh, if you're ever in the area and Billy gives her, like, a coupon for his fish and chip shack. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> so now I'd like you to introduce your second character, Landon. Hi, I'm Alex Stein. I'm from the Big Apple. And I work construction, and because of that, I got into professional stone throwing. You see that guy over there throwing kettleballs? That ain't nothing. I can pick up boulders. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Loving this. <laughs> Loving this power. Very good. We've got the new rivalry. <laughs> Rocks versus kettlebells. Kirsten, produce us. This week, on a very special We Are the Champions, drama, intrigue, one of these contestants will be eliminated. So I am going to have hearts and a spade. So the heart that we have drawn is the eight of hearts. 
Something's on fire. <gasps> ah! The couch is on fire. How did that even happen? Nobody knows. Who was in the living room last? Hold up, hold up. Here, here, quick. And uh, Charlie brings out the uh, fire extinguisher, sprays it down. Oh, boy, howdy, that is dangerous. I don't know who could be so irresponsible. This house could all burn down. Who was in here last? Cut to Billy, and he's like smoking two cigarettes. (laughs) Just shrugging. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the smoke alarm goes off in the kitchen, and Ball has been trying to cook pasta, but has managed to light the pasta on fire. How is everything on fire? This, This house is a danger. Tell you what's on fire is these guns. <laughs> and Alex flexes for the camera. <laughs> Edgar claps politely. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very wholesome and supportive scene, the strongman scene in Juno. <laughs> the spade that you've drawn, Kirsten, is the jack of spades, edutainment. Which means all Charlie is allowed to talk about this episode is how to do the task. What is the task? Darts. So even though it's not Charlie's field, feels pretty confident, so gets very chatty about how um, steps up to the dartboard and, you know, before I got into competitive sharpshooting, I had thought about darts. I mean, I got a good eye, good accuracy, steady hand, what it takes is getting that, the steady hand. You can't have it shake. You can't have too much coffee before. Gotta be relaxed. You gotta do it. You gotta release when you breathe out. Aside, me, Kristen, has nothing about darts, so I have no idea what I'm talking about, but... I mean, when has that ever stopped anybody on a reality TV show about telling you about something? <laughs> That's true. And, um, I guess... Experience? Because it's... Oh. What'd you roll? <laughs> hey, buddy. Charlie gives this big speech about how, like, this is how you do darts, and then totally misses the board, rolled a one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, I guess it has been a while since since I've done darts. Gun, well, to be honest, guns guns can uh, go much farther, which is more more interesting, farther targets. Right, right, right. This is, I'm not used to having such close <laughs> targets. Mm-hmm. Kind of like shuffles off. Edgar shouts, woohoo, I love throwing stuff. <laughs> Walks up, picks up a dart, rolls a two. <laughs> so gets it like on the outside of the board. Woohoo, hit the board. Billy just kind of goes, oh, throwing a dart can't be that much different than uh, throwing a shrimp into the basket there. <laughs> and he does this weird like underhand shrimp throw. <laughs> and it goes like almost... Directly into the bullseye, he rolled a nine. <laughs> yes. Wow. I love that. It's what I always say. It's shrimping will, will let you do almost anything else in your life. Everything comes back to shrimping. Landed, please tell me about Alex. <laughs> Landed, please. Look, what the rest of these guys don't know is that after a long day working construction, you and the boys just want to go get a brewski and throw some darts. Woo! Uh, he, he hits like... You know, one of the doubles. Got a seven. Nice. Pretty decent. Yeah, it is. Woohoo! So, Ball is having 
a bad day. Uh, she didn't get to have any pasta. Like, people are throwing it out harder than she can throw it out. She is still a uh, 19-year-old freshman at UC Santa Cruz and just can't compete on that level. And so she's trying to get her slack line set up in the dart room, and it's just not working. She doesn't cameraman, like, tries to tie it to the boom. It doesn't work. And there's just this big argument. And eventually she gets frustrated and throws a dart. It might have been at somebody. She rolled a one. (laughs) Can I just add injury to insult and have it hit Charlie? (laughs) Aw. Charlie just kind of like looks at it. Just looks sad. More wounded by the fact that he missed the board than... (laughs) Okay, roll off. Seven. Uh, Five. All right. So the producers bring the two to the other. Well, we had high hopes for you, but Val Kelly, it looks like you've got mud on your face. You're a big disgrace. You got to get your stuff right out of this place. How dare you? I should have been expecting it, but I wasn't. How dare you? I'm getting on a plane and I'm kicking your ass. That's my favorite part of being producer. Well, buddy, I might not be the champion, but I am... A young girl, a hard girl, and Santa Cruz still don't know what's coming for it. Peace, y'all. Peace. Charlie tips his hat and says, you know, you got a real good eye, and if you ever get into competitive sharpshooting, I think you'd be real great at that, too. Have a great day, ma'am. I wish you well. I just imagine Charlie has on these, like, huge, ridiculous chaps, like with the huge flare at the bottom. (laughs) Yep. Oh, bell-bottom chaps, yes, please. Charlie would wear spurs if if it was allowed, but the floors, they're like, no, 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 you can't ruin the floors. But after the fire and the... <laughs> <laughs> they're relaxing a lot of the rule. <laughs> Nick, would you like to be our producer? I will be producer this go-around. Um... Oh, I need to introduce my new character. You do. Oh, yes, we have a new character. Hello, my name is Ari Delta, and I am a biathlete. What? It's it's an Olympic sport. You don't know biathlon. (laughs) (laughs) You ski cross-country, and then you shoot targets with rifles. It's very sophisticated. It's it's an old martial noble tradition. (laughs) Love it. All right, for this go around, am I am I drawing three cards now? Do we go up one each round? No, you just draw between one and four, whatever strikes your fancy. Okay. Um, I am going to draw three then. Everything but clubs. So, under the drama, we have drawn the Jack of <laughs> the Jack of Hearts. We have an actually cool guest judge. Nice. We've got somebody who's on the cutting edge of weird sports as a guest judge today, which means we have to draw a club. (laughs) (laughs) Well then. So, unfortunately, 
Billy is uninspired. He can't roll innovation this episode. Oh, no. No getting weird with it for Billy. Let's see. Oh, everyday people are involved in today's challenge, which means everyone has to roll personality. And, well, it's the wacky materials slash tools challenge, which means nobody can roll experience, which means that we still have to always roll personality anyway. Everybody has to roll personality. So, Nick, what kind of challenge is happening? It's got to involve regular people. Uh, this challenge that has been been given down by the producers is um, everybody has to go out and talk up their sport or basically go out and get the word out about whatever their weird competitive sport is. Or if it's, you know, biathlons, then you have to convince people to care about biathlons. <laughs> We'll say whoever gets the most signatures while they're out talking to the regular folks, I guess that's the the competition is whoever gets the most signatures. Well, uh, I didn't expect we'd have to be out canvassing on a We Are the Champions competitive show, but here I go. Charlie is very nervous, not really great at talking to the public, standing there in full ranching gear, like the hat, the chaps is wearing the spurs because not inside the house. <laughs> uh, excuse me? Excuse me? Uh, um, um, can, I, can I talk to you about, about, uh, about shooting? Can I talk to you about shooting? Do, do, you, do you like shooting stuff? Cause, uh, <laughs> Have you heard the good word of shooting? <laughs> and rules of three. A few people. Uh, oh, oh yes. Yeah, I, I like shooting stuff and, and especially like it's fun if you can like line up things and you hear the bottles go yeah gets a couple signatures good job Edgar gets distracted because he's talking about strongman competitions and how great it is to be able to carry all kinds of stuff and he gets talked into helping the elderly with their groceries at the local grocery store Aww. so he does spend the whole time helping people with their groceries but he does roll an eight, so he does convince them to sign things after. <laughs> Aww, and the camera is just like, Edgar's the sweetest. Half of his segments are in soft focus. <laughs> Billy is, his intro is just sort of, well, I usually go out there telling folks about my fish and chip shop, but I think the fun of competitive shrimping is for everybody, and I'm pretty certain that I can go out and I can convince the folks that, you know, the cage and the bucket's, You'll love it. And he rolls an eight. Apparently Ooh. people do love competitive shrimping. Either that or Billy is just a very good salesman. <laughs> people are excited. He's like, here, here's coupons to my restaurant. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's actually doing. He's handing out coupons for his fish and chip <laughs> shop. <laughs> and because of today's a special day, uh, this will get you buy one, get one free of our fried prawns. Oh, Damn. All right, so Ari puts their skis over one shoulder, has this incredibly complicated, incredibly light rifle on their back, walks out the house, and sets up a little cheese and wine stand on the street. <laughs> and it's sort of like, yes, would you like to know about biathlon? It's the sport of kings, you know. And I think that 
the wine and food are pretty successful, but I'm not sure that any of the gun enthusiasts who they're hoping to court recognize this thing as a rifle rather than like some sort of very complex science fiction toy. <laughs> they have rolled a four. All right, respectable. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm just going to do what I always do whenever I want to pick up dudes or chicks. I'm going to go to a park. I'm just going to lift some boulders. People come talk to me, and then I'll get them beside the thing. It works every time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Every time. And he got a seven, so yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, Alex. People, people like to talk to people lifting rocks. <laughs> right? Like, hey, yeah, we, we, we get some, hey, look at that dude, like, picking up a boulder. And, like, he's popular with the boys. <laughs> Very good. I think that this happens across the street from where Ari is trying to sell people on the sophistication of biathlon. Yes. <laughs> Camera pans across the street and Alex is just deadlifting a pair of boys. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> that's beautiful. So it looks like Charlie Babyface Windsor is going to be going home. Ah, oh. oh. now who's going to tip his hat at me? <laughs> he uh, looks at the camera and, well, it's my time to walk off to the sunset. Tips his hat and walks off the camera. But we get to meet... Oh. Hi, I'm Leslie Perry. I'm a senior at Jasper Place High School, and I am in the culinary program. I love to cook and... I also love to eat what I cook. I am a competitive eater. And then it scrolls to Leslie. She's got like charcuterie board set up, but then she like does the thing like they do with the hot dogs. Or she's like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I bring a touch of class to competitive eating. Ding! It puts in a little like sparkle to her smile with like editing and gives a thumbs up. <laughs> Who's our producer this round? Kathleen is our producer this round. Let's do one of everything. Okay. So we're going to start off with the five of hearts. Disqualified. One of your characters is removed from the competition this episode. Oh, they no. broke a rule and must go home. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Tell the table what crime Ari did. <laughs> I think that... Ari pokes a hole through the ceiling with a ski pole. Oh, no. <laughs> and Ari's up in their room, and someone in the kitchen who wants to be in the kitchen is looking up. It's Alex in the kitchen. And just sees this spike coming through the roof. And sort of like, Oh, blimey, Aza. Like we hear yelling from upstairs. Yes, for damaging the champion house, Ari is disqualified. Ah, This episode, all experience rolls are at minus three. Oh, wow. The other two were just things that dealt specifically with Kathleen, and Kathleen, I believe, is out now. I am out now. Which means you're going to be the producer for the next, for the rest of the game, until someone else gets eliminated. Okay. There's kind of a little bit of a pall over the champion house now that there has been 
really multiple disasters in this place. And some people are kind of wondering about the overall safety. Whether they say this to the camera is not up to me. The way that the producers try to sandpaper over this is everyone is going to cook a meal for each other at the house. And they will be judged on how well they did their dish. All right. All right. And, says the announcer, we've got some strong men here. Make sure to remember your macros. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just about to say, Edgar cooks, literally just cooks a dozen eggs. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just cracks a dozen eggs and scrambles them. <laughs> when I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs. He did roll a six, so he makes pretty good scrambled eggs, but it is just a dozen scrambled eggs. Yeah, I know how to cook. I know I can cook. I'm good at I can cook. I know how to cook. Billy's intro is just him going, yeah, it's pretty obvious back in my day, big gym rat, like Billy is a twig, you know. <laughs> when I was when I was bulking up out in Gainesboro, you don't always get the freshest ingredients, so sometimes you really gotta, you know, you really gotta look and see what you can make to get those gains. He is going to roll a six. All right. He's just like, you know, the downside, sometimes, eh, flavor's a little off, not my usual. Leonard, please, I'm begging you, tell me about Alex's cooking. <laughs> All right, so the producers want us to do some macros, so I got the best macro meal here for you. I'm going to make these protein shakes for everybody. They are <laughs> best. Um, it is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> but he is explaining the macros behind it and why this, like, will help you build muscle the entire time and really buttering up the producers. <laughs> Going after that personality, role. <laughs> <laughs> It's a four. It's not great. <laughs> Edgar loves it. <laughs> it's like some sickly, like, brownish pink color. Oh, no. Um, Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think that if I... Hmm, let's see what's in the fridge here. Ooh, some seafood, salmons. <gasps> I could make a lovely dill and salmon canapes. I love it. It has salmon, so it's got the macros. Um, here we go. And, uh, Leslie is going to roll innovation. And got a 10. Wow. Makes delicious canapes. Sets it in front of the judges, then also sets one in front of uh, herself. I hope you enjoy. And then, eats her own canapes. <laughs> I want to pause for just a second and enjoy this, like, lovely spread of... A bunch of eggs, halfway to Gravlox, some very healthy shakes, and oh, shoot, I forget. Nick, what did you say that you that uh, uh, he made? Because of Billy's kind of middling role, he just basically made a bunch of like chicken breast and brown rice. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it is exactly as bleak as I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad. Like, again, he didn't roll low, so it's not bad, but it is pretty boring. That does mean we're sending Alex home. Oh, it's a shame. We are the champions. House just can't handle these games. <laughs> oh. And he's, like, you know, showing off for the camera on the way out. He's too cool to be upset about this. <laughs> Good. 
Edgar like visually slumps. It was not mutual, but he considered Alex a kindred spirit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Which means next episode, Landon, produce us. Producer, producer, make me a produce. All right. Let's see. Let's go for a clubs and a spades. Okay. Our club is the ace of clubs coming out of my shell. So choose somebody to permanently bump their innovation up a die type. You know, I want our competitive eater, uh, Leslie. Leslie permanently raises innovation. So good. That last episode, (laughs) just keeping it going. Thank you. The entire judging staff was like, there's something with flavor here. There's, there's, it has taste. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Unfortunately, the spade we've drawn is the three of spades, which permanently bumps someone's experience down a die type. Ooh. Ooh. Who's, Who's losing their experience? Um... Okay, so we have Edgar left. We have Leslie left. Sorry, who's our third? Billy. Yeah, I think it's Billy. All right. Billy's experience bumps (laughs) down to a D4. Yep. (laughs) What's our challenge this episode? (laughs) You know, our sports just haven't been weird enough yet. So we have like some wipeout style obstacle course going on. That everyone has to get through. Yeah. Excellent. So as you can see on this course today, there is the wacky flaily man arm thing that will uh, do its best to hit you off of the line. There is the spinny go round thingy that will also do its best to hit you off of the line. Um, And they just keep showing off all these things that the whole goal is to (laughs) hit you off of the line. (laughs) Somewhere at home in the future, Ball Kelly is watching this and sees this and just throws up her hands in despair. (laughs) (laughs) The producers get a shot of that to include. (laughs) Billy's intro on this one is, he says, well, when you're out there shrimping, sometimes you got to wonder about like, is the shrimp going to attack you? You got to always be on your toes. You, You never know what could happen. Like you could get caught in a line. You could get a shrimp. Down the back of your shirt, all sorts of craziness out there. So you got to have eyes in the back of your head. And he is going to act very strangely on the course, but he's rolling his his competitive innovation to do all sorts of weird, which you are assuming are shrimping moves. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody really knows. (laughs) And he rolls a seven. Nice. Nice. Edgar's just going to bulldog it. He's just going to walk straight forward and trust that he's too huge to be knocked over. And he got a six. Nice. Leslie steps up, kind of looks at the course, and... Well, this this isn't my kind of sport, but I guess it's sort of like when I used to slip and slide as a kid, and, well, I guess I could kind of use that as a guide, and is going to kind of roll innovation since she's approaching it in a different manner. Oh, but slip and slide is rusty, a two. Oh, no. Oh, no. She wipes out into the water and looks at the camera and, well, I guess they did say you shouldn't go swimming for an hour after eating. Well, ah, shucks. 
It looks like Leslie could take the heat, but can't handle the cold. Ooh. <laughs> and so Leslie is gone. Which means, Kirsten, I believe you're our next producer. What uh, do, 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 do I feel like? I do want a heart because tensions are getting high. And okay. diamonds. Okay, so we've got a returning winner. We have a guest judge who has won We Are the Champions in the past. All right. You see a fellow come out, looks kind of like a professional wrestler with like a sleeveless tank top that shows off big biceps and has like a curly mullet hairstyle, really vibrant neon clothing. Welcome Ricardo Heartbreaker, who is the champion from uh, two seasons ago. That is a really good wrestling name. I know, right? (laughs) Edgar's a huge Ricardo Heartbreaker fan. He's absolutely losing his shit. (laughs) Tell us about Ricardo's like competitive edge that helped him win. So Ricardo is all personality. Gotta have that flair. Woo! Um, And uh, has a lot of energy. When Ricardo was announcing, never sit still. Constantly on the go, high energy. Everything's amazing. When he comes out of the show, it's like, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're going to have an amazing competition. Woohoo! And just, Mm. yeah, everything's amazing. Well, it's good that we have a professional wrestler because you've drawn the six of diamonds. This is a clown-themed episode. (laughs) Nobody can rule personality. It is impossible to be cool. So Ricardo says, you know, when I wear my other hat in the wrestling ring, you got to be comfortable being athletic in any kind of outfit. So today I have for you, pulls out some clown costumes. These costumes, and you are going to do a battle with these. And remember American Gladiators, those like big giant Q-tips? Oh no, oh, giant no. Q-tips. Hell yes. <laughs> and totally Ricardo is actually saying that as, as it's happening. Hi, everybody. My name is Edgar, but you can call me Biffo the Clown. Edgar is wholeheartedly embracing this. Just so excited to be meeting Ricardo Heartbreaker. He will absolutely put on a squeaky nose. Don't give a shit. Besides, it's time to do battle. He's amped. So amped. (laughs) Roll the six. Nice. Billy just is kind of like, well, I have had a lot of weird promotions before, but not never a clown one, but I think I can make it work. This is similar to my fried tuna promotion. We had to make him laugh. That was the whole thing. Tuna laughs. Makes perfect sense, right? And yeah. <laughs> and Billy goes out there and he is, he has like taped paper fish to the end of his giant battle swab. And he is going to be rolling innovation for his strange battle swab. Okay. Ooh, unfortunately though, he rolled a three. While he may be innovative, oh. he's not big enough to take down Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I mean, sorry. I'm going to miss you. (laughs) Well, I thought I could work the fish angle there, but I think he's eaten more than his fair share of fish in his day. So I was the prey to the predator. So um, I believe it's time for Nick to introduce his final character and for us to have a finale episode.
Sure. Can we get the other character introduced? So our final challenger, who I I guess is a ringer, uh, is Laura Mondale. I'm from upstate New York. My name is Laura Mondale. I am a lacrosse champion, but in during my my normal working hours, I work as an accountant. And so how has she been hanging with all of the various antics throughout the season? Like kind of staying in the background? Well, so I kind of wish that Laura would have shown up earlier because her highest is personality. So all I can assume is that Laura was causing so much drama that she was being like edited around. I love that. All right. I know the producers have been trying to get me out of this competition because they know they can't handle the fire and the numbers. And I'm just imagining that Edgar is just like, oh, her again. I thought I could get along with everybody. (laughs) Landon, would you do us the honor of producing the finale? All right. Let's do a hearts and a diamond then. Ooh, we have the Queen of Hearts. I know this one off the top of my head. We have an extremely attractive guest judge. (laughs) Which causes me to draw another diamond. Ooh, who's our guest judge then? Mm. I mean, definitely somebody extremely attractive. Yeah. Right. Is it Chris Evans dressed as Captain America? I would that's that's an extremely attractive person. (laughs) (laughs) I think you got it in one. You you got it in one there, (laughs) Lance. All right, yeah, so we have Chris Evans there in full Captain America. Get up. (laughs) Judging the finale of We Are the Champions. Yes. This is a branding challenge. All personality rules are plus three. (laughs) All right. Also, draw a club and a spade. <laughs> I have to, uh, I put so many things in here that cause you to draw other cards. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay. This this is our finale, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be crazy. Yeah. So somebody needs to tell a story about their parents and bump their experience up a die type. Is it Edgar or Laura? Um, I feel like this would be more of an Edgar thing because Laura has probably tried to say this already and people were just like, enough. Yeah, I, I want to hear about Edgar's parents. <laughs> okay. Ooh, that, that does bump his experience up to a D12. Oh. So now I have to decide whether I'm rolling D8 plus three or D12. But um, yeah, my, uh, my mom always, always used to tell me, never trust anyone further than you can throw them. So I try... To throw people as far as I can. <laughs> Aww. Just like my mom taught me. Edgar's so, just so sweet. And I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could hurl Laura across the room. So I need to be willing to trust her across the room. Whatever that means. And he, he looks at the, not at the camera, but at the camera operator. And is just like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. And our club this is just a boring episode. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a lie. All innovation rolls are minus three. Oof. Don't roll innovation. All right. We have Chris Evans here. This episode has been sponsored 
by Monster's new protein drinks. Um, <laughs> that's our branding pitch. And the challenge is that uh, it's like that. Basically, we have kept our competitors up for 24 hours straight, and now we're just making them do a bunch of really basic tasks. But all of them have some, like, weird twists to it. It's like, oh, you need to pick up this box of Kleenexes. But surprise, the box of Kleenexes has, like, a 25-pound weight in it. <laughs> like, it's all very, like, bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You have to boil water, but the kettle is drone-operated. Oh! Maybe we get a little bit of, like, all of the challenges to, like, save money. But you can only use pasta as <laughs> I don't even remember how to eat carbs. <laughs> Laura just begins with, I can brand anything. I built my accounting firm up just from word of mouth. That's how you got to get out there. All of this. It turns out that Edgar doesn't do good on no sleep. He's a big bear of a dude and he spends a lot of time in hibernation. So he's just like uh, kind of throwing his big meat arms around trying to accomplish tasks in a daze. And he looks at the camera and he's like, finale? Oh, Champion. Aww. He does roll a three. Aw, I want to give Edgar a hug. Wait, no, wait, six. Because this is a personality roll, it's plus three. Oh, yeah. Six. <laughs> so Laura is on a lot of coffee and... Every time she does anything, she is mostly yelling at anyone near her. No, it's not the way you do it. You're making me look bad in front of Captain America. <laughs> and she got a 10. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Oh. So, Laura has won. We have a very begrudging, like, okay, what is our, our We Are the Champions? There's, like, an oversized trophy and we bring back uh was it ricardo who was our yes yeah or whatever yeah we bring him back to uh give over the trophy and he's like wait do i really have to y'all ignore this chick like all season <laughs> she's, she's winning can i can i propose that the trophy is like a bunch of other sports trophies clumsily welded together yes yes, yes. you're letting the heel win what <laughs> <laughs> oh this is 100 the heel is one Hey, uh, hey, look, Ricardo's here. Woo. And then Edgar just falls over and falls asleep. Ricar Ricardo leans to Edgar and is like, we'll make sure that some somehow we're going we're gonna to have people come back that, uh, you know, that the, the runner's up. I'm sure you'll have another chance. Edgar's passed out. Oh, He's passed out. Aww. He's so sleepy. <laughs> Puts a blanket over him and like. <laughs> Ricardo and Edgar really understand each other. Well, Laura, says Chris Evans, I guess, you've paid your dues. <laughs> time after time, and you've done your sentence. So it seems that you are the champions. <laughs> and, and, and Laura holds up the, the giant cludge of, of statues and says, that's right, this is one Mondale who won't lose. <laughs> Please tell me the theme music is like 
kind of a ripoff version of We Are the Champions because they couldn't get the rights to the actual song. Oh, of course. <laughs> I was going to propose a ripoff version of Eye of the Tiger. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's not even the right song that they ripped off. Join us next season on We Are the Champions, where you can meet such people as a professional snowmobile builder. And we get like a cut of this person's tape where they're just like, oh, yeah, I just build snowmobiles all the time. (laughs) A trapeze artist who has somehow combined that with uh, feet-driven archery. And there's like some weird stunt going on. And someone who is so completely average that they are the best at being average. (laughs) <laughs> just a shot of someone just staring at the camera yep. oh that was that was that was beautiful <laughs> everyone thank you so much for playing I came here to win with us we had so much fun Linda this has been a delight oh this um yes thanks everybody this game is honestly amazing I love this game yeah <laughs> yeah by the time this episode goes live, I Came Here to Win is going to be available on Peach Garden Games site. Probably I'm going to cost it real cheap because it's a 10-page game. It seems like something I would do. What I can tell you is that it features the best of stock photography that we had licenses for commercially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... uh. Thanks, Kathleen, <laughs> for your help with obtaining the stock photography. I was just going to say, as always, you can hit us up if you're interested in this on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs, on our website at peachgartengames.com. Landon, where can people find you, our wonderful guest? Oh, yes. If you would like to find me on Twitter, you can find me specifically at super underscore Landon one. If you want to listen to my podcast, Shadows of St. Fleur, which is much, much, much more serious than this, um, go check us out at St. Fleur Pod on Twitter. And yeah, we have vampires and werewolves and demons all in a modern day city. It's great. And if you would like more podcasts of people playing games, of all sorts of stripes while being gay. You listen to more of our friends on Be Gay Roll Dice. There are some shows. I haven't ever actually done this before, so maybe I'm going to retake it later. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to call attention to it, because if I call attention to it, she can't. Oh, hell. Promo is hard. (laughs) Promo ain't easy. Promo ain't easy. <laughs> We're all part of the BK Roll Dice Network. It's a podcast network for LGBT actual play shows. Our primary show that people listening to this show probably know, Sword of Symphonies, is there. Shadows of St. Fleur, Landon's cast is there, and there are plenty of other fun things for you to check out there. Yeah, come come give our new friends, uh, all of our new friends, a listen over at the BK Roll Dice Network. Yeah, we're playing a lot of different games over there, too, so it's not like... You now, if you're looking for a new system, there's a lot of different systems that are being played over there. Yeah, there's something for everybody, and we're just waiting on you, listener, to come listen to it. Is that... Is that what you're going with? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that works. I like it. Okay, you know what? <laughs> you're a guest in our home, and the guest is always right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will definitely not take advantage <laughs> of this power for evil. Thank you so much for listening to us. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Hi, my name is Mackenzie. And my name is Rachel. And together we're Dungeon, Dungeon Wives, the game where two savics in love play a little bit of D&D. We tell a story of a young tiefling named Alkaini who goes on a journey to find a destiny greater than herself. And possibly a wife. And possibly a wife. You can find us at DungeonWives.com and also at DungeonWives on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks! Bye. Bye.